If you got a hand lifted up to the King of Kings here this morning, if you got two hands, lift them both up to the King of Kings this morning. Now the most important part, if you got a voice, lift it up triumphantly unto the King of Glory today. I want you to let this house fill up with voices of men and women. I want to hear the voices of elders just crying out. Young people crying out. Let there be an outcry for about the next 20 seconds. We're not singing anything necessarily. We're just crying unto the Lord. Oh, my soul cries out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Look at your neighbor and say, it's good that you're here today. It's good that you're here today. You're a, you're a VIP. Very important people to God. I'm just going to tell you, I'm going to go right to work today if it's all right. I'm going to just jump right into this thing. But not until I tell you how much I love and appreciate Pastor Neelan and this church. Aren't you glad you go to this church? And if you don't, you ought to start going to this church. You need a good church in this hour. You need people that can cover you in prayer. And here's a lie that's being told. Nobody wants to go to church anymore. Since 2020, nobody wants to go to church anymore. Nobody wants to go to a dead church anymore. We want to go to church. We just want to go where the fire's at. We want to go where the anointing is. We want to go where people are smiling and happy and loving and encouraged. Oh, we want to go to church. I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the Pentecostal church in De Quincey. Tell your neighbor that. Say, I was glad when they said go to the Pentecostal church of De Quincey. Now, I'm going to read a couple things to you today. We're going to let God move on us today. God wants to fill people with the Holy Ghost today. If you've never had it, you're going to be a good first-timer. If you had it, and like the old preacher said, you got a leak in your bucket, and you've been slowly letting it drip out, God's going to patch the leak in your bucket. And then he's going to fill you up and run you over. Let me read something to you from the word of the Lord, from the prophet Isaiah, uh, chapter 65. And then I'm going to... Samuel, but just one little phrase this mighty prophet of God spoke it shall come to pass tell your neighbor it's going to come to pass it's, it will come to pass that before they call I'm already going to be picking up the phone he said I will answer and while they are yet speaking, I will hear. Now I'm going to say that to you again because this doesn't make good logical sense. It's going to come to pass before you call, I'm going to answer. And you're still going to have the prayer in your mouth trying to pray it. He said, and while you're yet speaking, I'm going to be hearing. There's no delay getting a hold of God 
Watch this in 1 Samuel chapter 10 and verse 5. Watch this. Samuel tells Saul this. He said, after that, you will come to the hill of God where the garrison of the Philistines is. Tell your neighbor, this is the enemy's camp. Now you're talking about you're going to be at the enemy's camp. And here it comes again. It shall come to pass when thou come thither to the city, you will meet a company of prophets coming down from a high place with a psaltery, with a tabret, that's a tambourine, a pipe. That ain't a marijuana pipe. Somebody like, oh, they got pipes. It's a different kind of pipe. And a harp before them and they everyone say they you gotta say it again like you mean it they shall prophesy these prophets are gonna be prophesying mechanics rebuild engines mcdonald's employees flip big macs prophets prophesy but here's the part verse six and the spirit of the lord will come upon you and you shall prophesy with them not just them What's on them is going to get on you. Because it ain't about them. It's about him. Here it is. And thou shalt be turned into another man. Cool. Now I'm going to tell you something. And I wouldn't say this every time I preach. I just know what this has done for me and the people I've shared it with. If you catch what I'm going to tell you here. It's a revelation. God's going to have to help me to give it to you. But if you get this revelation, I will, I will guarantee you, it will change your life. If you want to operate in the Holy Ghost, here's the answer to how to do it right here. If you need a miracle today, I'm talking about the supernatural. I'm about to give you, I hate to say a secret because there's no secrets with God, but I'm going to give you the key to the limousine right now. I want you to raise your hands up to the Lord right now and ask him to speak to you, not just to me, but God speak to your sweet people today. I ask your Lord to minister as only you know how to do. Let us hear not the voice of man. Let us hear a word that comes out of heaven today. Anoint your people and let there be liberty here with words of wisdom and knowledge and prophecy. Lord, encourage us and edify us. And we're going to give you praise in advance because you are who you are. And everybody shout in the name of Jesus. And if you don't need drums to help you praise God, do it right now. If you don't have to have somebody playing as good as a... Do you know how to praise God just all by yourself? Tell your neighbor before you sit down, tell them your praise is prophetic. You can be seated. And I hope you didn't say pathetic. I've seen some pathetic praise. I, 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 I got some family. If the Tigers is playing, that's how you're supposed to praise God. And that's fine. Jump, do a backflip, whatever. But uh, then don't come to church and have more praise for the Go Tigers than you do for the good God. I just got back at the latter part of this year. Uh, last year, I come back from Africa. And 
I want to promise you something, people of God. And God is blessing this church. This church is expanding and growing. I don't know much about you. I just know what I sense in my spirit. You hadn't seen the fullness of what God's going to do. You're just getting the ball rolling here. But do not believe the lie of people that try to talk us into believing that there's no end time revival. The Lord is going to have a remnant of people who are going to shake the kingdom of hell before the rapture takes place. There will be churches tucked away like in De Quincey that while other churches can't hardly get people to show up, you ain't going to be able to find places to park people and put people because I said it and I'm going to say it again. God always has a remnant. He's always got a Noah. He's always got somebody, a, a ram in the thicket. And so in, in, in Africa, uh, they contacted a friend of mine who was from Africa and they asked if we would come and we would teach their church in Africa about water baptism and the name of Jesus. They got curious and they began to talk to this friend of mine. And so he asked me on the spot one night, I was preaching in Washington, D.C. And he said, he, after service, he said, I'm fixing to go to Africa. He said, they're asking me to bring people who can teach on the Godhead and on water baptism in Jesus' name. He said, would you be willing to go? Would you pray about it? I said, I don't have to pray about it. God already told me to go. We got people praying about stuff. You don't need to be praying about telling the truth. Do I tell the truth? truth a lie you don't need to pray about that you tell the truth you don't pray about do you pay tithes on that money there's stuff people praying about but you don't need prayer you have instructions and so I said, I'd be glad to go. So we go over to Africa and we are up, we, we're, we're living in primitive conditions, but we get into this, uh, into this village in Africa and, and, and we begin to teach them. Uh, several hundred pastors came. I think they had 50 pastors, all Trinitarian, all people who love God. Most of these people had the baptism of the Holy Ghost, but they ain't never heard about being baptized in the name of Jesus. So we begin to teach and we begin to talk to them explain this to them and the bishop told us he said I would like for you guys to come be on my radio program he said about an hour away we get on the radio and I preach he said I need you to come preach and teach what you've been telling this conference I want you to come tell it on the radio so we get on the radio and we begin to go through it listen to me church people started calling in people called one lady called in she said she said I've been reading this bible my whole life and I have never seen this before she said I am researching all the scriptures these men of God just gave and she said this is absolutely the truth how do I get to that service tonight how do I get to that conference let me say something to you just because you haven't heard of it doesn't mean it's not true People say, well, I ain't never heard of that before. Well, you haven't heard of it, but there's no new thing under heaven. There's new thing, no new thing under the sun. God always brings revelation of things that have been right under your nose. You just hadn't found it yet. And so we began to wrap it up. We went down the line. They were about to wrap this up. And as they were getting ready to wrap it up, the Holy Ghost came on me. And he said, I want you to tell everybody listening here that if they will come tonight, that I'm going to do a notable miracle that is going to confirm that the Jesus name message that you are preaching, it is the true gospel. 
So they were closing up. Bishop was closing up and he kept looking at me, kept looking at me. He said, he said, we're going off. He was already starting the music to sign off. He, he said, do, do you have anything else to say? See, when God's got a word for you or a thing for you to do, you don't have to push your way to the front. You just stand there and wait your turn. God knows how to put you at the right place at the right time. Can I say this to some of you? Your turn is next. You're next. You need to pat yourself and say, hey, I'm probably next. You don't have to try to fight somebody to get ahead in the kingdom. When it's your turn, God will put you there and nobody can move you out. He'll call on you. And so he said, do you have anything to say? I said, yes, sir. I said, I said, I just felt the Holy Ghost told me to tell people who are listening that if they'll be in this service tonight, God is going to do a notable miracle to prove to you sweet people in Sierra Leone that the message we're preaching about Jesus' name, that it is the real gospel message. That night we got in service. I was preaching and the word of faith went forth and God was moving. I didn't see it, but they brought a lady in a wheelchair she couldn't walk when they brought her up the mountain to get in that church hundreds of people shoved up in that building we were packed in there like like firewood and and this lady is on the back row they couldn't even get her wheelchair in the service they had her on crutches I saw a lady come in here tonight on crutches this evening and, and this lady's on crutches and they helped that lady get to her seat in the far back I never prayed for her I never seen her I never noticed her but this is what happened while we were worshiping God this lady looked over at her friend that brought her she said I feel electricity running all over me right now she said I don't know what it is she said but I feel a tingling in my head and I feel a tingling in my hands and I feel something tingling in my feet she said it feels like electricity now that's that that, that don't sound like much to you except where we were they didn't have electricity they didn't have electricity for about five square miles. They had no electricity. For that lady to say, I feel electricity, it ain't like she goes home and knows what electricity is. She was saying, I feel something that I don't know anything about, but I want to get to know it better. Do you hear? I don't know what this is, but this is that thing I heard people have in their houses that I don't have. Her friend looked at her. She said, she said, that's the Holy Ghost. She said, drop your crutches and walk. She said, I can't walk. She said, you didn't hear me. She said, drop your crutches and walk. She said, well, I can't walk. She said, you're not hearing me. She said, drop your crutches and walk. What you feel in your body is the virtue of the Holy Ghost. That lady throwed her crutches down and she began to walk and shout all over the back of that church. Can I tell this church, you're about to see some of the greatest signs and wonders and miracles they're going to come in pushed in but they're going to push the chair out that carried the meal matter of fact if you'll receive it right now I believe God's going to do a miracle in this place today to show you if you give me praise even if you don't know what I am or what I do if you sense me acknowledge me let me show you something because because, because if you look in the Bible, you find that, that the kingdom of darkness is set up in a certain way. Matter of fact, it has, it has been, been foiled. It has been, it has been patterned after the kingdom of God. Because originally there were three archangels, Michael, 
Gabriel, Lucifer. Let me say again. Michael, E-L. Michael, E-L. El, Elohim, God. Gabriel, E-L. In his name, Elohim, God. Lucifer, E-R. E-L, E-L, E-R. Why is this? Probably because we've been sitting into the ER today. But I got nosy because I know how God does things in patterns of threes. God works with particular numbers. And I knew that would throw this whole thing off. How is it Gabriel, Michael, and Lucifer? And so I did some digging. I got to, I got to digging in my concordance. And I found that Lucifer's name is not Lucifer. His name, are you ready for this? Is Hallel. In the, Google it, ask Siri. Siri's been to Bible college. She knows all this stuff. You ask Siri, you can ask Alexa. They actually know some stuff. They're backslid, but they got some education because I asked Siri about this, and I said, Siri, I said, what is Lucifer's name in the Hebrew? She pulled it right up. Hallel. Hallel. It, God was built into his name too. Listen to me, folks. When you look at the name Hallel, it is one of the seven words used for praise. Hallel means to shine. And it, it, is, in the, it is in the highest praise that you say Hallelujah. Hallel, praise ye the Lord. Shine on the Lord. Uh, reflect your praise unto God. What am I saying? When they were singing that, when you praise singers were singing that song before I got up here, saying I'm a living, breathing hallelujah. You know what you're saying every time you say hallelujah? You're telling the devil, since you ain't going to do it, I'm going to do it for you. Since you're not here to do it, you don't want to give him praise. I need to tell De Quincey something right now, and I mean it. If people can take our God's name in vain, I'm going to take the devil's name in praise. And I'm going to say hallelujah in the name of Jesus. Every time you say hallelujah, the devil says, I'm getting out of here. I, I don't want to hear that. There's this, there's this thing in the, in astrophysics and science and I'm, I'm not an astrophysicist and I don't play one on TV but back in the year 2000 there was a there was an astrophysicist his name was Dr. Luau Wang and Dr. Wang Dr. Wang claimed and, and they have some some records about this that he broke the speed of light in an experiment he shot a laser beam from point A to point B. And he shot it first under normal circumstances. Tell your neighbor, normal circumstances. He didn't mess with anything. He just shot a laser light from point A to point B. And it got there just below, just a fraction below the speed of light. Then he told his team, we're going to go back in this tunnel where we just shot this light. We're going to suck all the natural air out of it. And we're going to put certain some gases in it. They changed the environment. You better hear me. They changed the environment that they were about to 
operate in. They took the same light that they'd shot over and over and kept going just under the speed of light. Changed the environment. Filled it up with some different type of chemicals and gases. Shot the same light through the same tunnel but through a different atmosphere. And when that light got to the other side, they said this thing that should have got there at point two nanoseconds. Now, I don't know what a nanosecond is, but at point two nanoseconds, they said it got there at 64 nanoseconds faster. And the people on the other end who received this transmission of light, they told Dr. Wang, they said, hey, you're going to have to do this again. Said, why? Said, because something ain't right. They said, what's wrong? He said, they said, the problem is it got here before you sent it. And that can't happen. He said, what do you mean? They said, no. Said, it showed up and you didn't even tell it to go yet. He said, what do you mean? They said, sir. They said, we heard you give us the order. Three, two, and said, it showed up. And then we heard you say, one, go. They said, it got here before you finished counting. So something misfired. And the Dr. Wang said, no, you don't understand what's going on. You don't understand. Let me explain to you. You don't understand that light travels faster than sound. He said, I did say three, two, one, go. He said, but because it was a different atmosphere, it speeded up this thing. And the answer outran my words. And it got to the destination before my words could get there. Somebody needs to know today, the Lord said, change the environment you're praying in put praise in the air and while you are yet speaking I'll hear before you call I, I'm telling whoever needs a miracle right now we're not here to pray about it we're here to praise about it we're here to give God prophetic prayer change the atmosphere that you're believing in put something in the tunnel Watch this. I'm going I'm to break this down for you because, because this, is, this is typically, this is, how we, this is how we give praise. Now watch. This is typically how we do it. Nothing wrong with it. I'm just going to try to help you bump to the next level, okay? Tell your neighbor, say, I'm, you're getting bumped up right now. You're getting a raise right now. You're getting promoted right now. Usually, we give acts of celebration over what God has done after he does it. Watch me now, because this is, how, this is how the world does their praise. If them tigers can win, if they lose, they need to fire the coach. Don't nobody know what they're doing. Watch. Usually, we wait until after everything works out and then we go talking about look at what the Lord has done and there's nothing wrong with that that is a that is a genuine thankful response to something God has done nothing wrong with that but I'm going to show you another level of praise because in the Hebrew there's seven words that are trans uh, translated praise hallel I give you but there's another one called todah and todah means to give God glory for things not yet received. I'm going to hit the rewind button so you can hear me. Todah means you praise God over things God has not even done yet. But you start thanking him for stuff he done even though you haven't had it done yet. Uh, 
typically we wait and let God do it. We're going to see how it works out. If it works out, I'm going to keep going to church. It works out. I'm going to really give you praise, God. The Lord, I told the Lord one time I needed a serious miracle from God. And I said, God, I just want to let you know something. Whenever you do this, when this happens, I'm going to run around this whole church. I'm not a big runner. I'm, I'm kind of like my friend told me the other day. He said, I started jogging the day. I said, you? He said, yeah. He said, I had to start jogging. I said, really? Finally? He said, yeah. He said, because the ice cream truck passed my house. I was trying to catch it. I'm not a big runner, but I told God, I literally said, God, when you do this miracle for me and my wife, I'm going to run around this whole church. I was standing in that church just one night and I felt the Holy Ghost tap me on the shoulder. He said, well, then you need to be running anyway. You don't need to wait on me to do something. If you're going to run, don't hold me hostage and tell me if I do something, you do something. Provoke me to do something. Praise will provoke God to heal you. Watch this. Because typically that's how we operate. God does something, we give him thanks. But in God's kingdom, there's a whole nother level. Can I go a little deeper with y'all now? Here we go. This level of praise is called prophetic praise. Tell your neighbor, prophetic praise. Prophetic praise. This is so ridiculous. This kind of praise doesn't make any sense. Because it begins to praise God for an answer before the answer ever shows up. It don't just say, God, you're good. It starts saying, God, thank you for filling my kids with the Holy Ghost. And you know they're in the ballroom, but you over here saying, but you told me you was going to do it. So I thank you, Lord. I'm going to show you. You want to operate in the spirit? This is how you got to do. You got to begin to call things that be not as though they were. And God starts that in praise. When you learn how to start. I'm thinking God right now for people getting the Holy Ghost. They ain't even spoken tongues yet. But in the mind of God, it's done. I thank God for your miracle. I thank God for your healing. And you ain't, you still got pain in your body. Prophetic praisers give God glory for healing while they're still sick. Prophetic praisers give God praise for a financial miracle when they know they owe the IRS money. Prophetic praisers thank God for getting them out of trouble while they still know the deck is stacked against them. But prophetic praisers will climb over all obstacles and begin to worship Jesus for the outcome before the end comes. They don't just say you're good Lord they tell him why as though he already done it. Can I say something to you today? I mean what I'm fixing to say. The Lord sent me by here to prophesy to this church to tell you don't wait to the battle over. Tell them to shout now. Tell them not to wait until I come through. Tell them to praise me now for what they want me to do later. I don't know who I'm preaching to right back here, but I need to tell you something. You need a miracle. I dare you to say, thank you God for that miracle. Let me show this to you biblically. Revelation chapter 4 verse 8. Now, now, you got to understand something. This, this makes religious people get very nervous when you say what I'm fixing to say, but I'm going to qualify. God is not in control down here. I'll let that marinate for a minute. God didn't go to Mississippi the other day and kill 23 people in that tornado. People say, oh, God's in control of everything. You th then, then you think God's a homicidal maniac? 
God don't bring hurricanes out of the Gulf and devastate people's homes. And de the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. I'm going to show you something. The Bible said, let us make man in our own image and our own likeness and let them have dominion. Did you get that? I just seen all, all you grandmas just shook your head that know the Bible. Because that's what the Bible said. Let us make man in our likeness and image and let them have dominion. What does that mean? That means God is not in charge on this earth. He put man in charge on this earth. And if man gets in rebellion, the enemy hijacks the plan and the will of God. If you want on earth what's in heaven, you have to do on earth what's done in heaven. I'll rewind that again. If you want in your life down here what God has in heaven, Jesus said, pray this way. Father in heaven, let your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth. As it is in heaven, which ought to tell you something. God's will is not automatic on the earth because it's not his will that any perish, but people are perishing. But let me tell you who can change that. The Pentecostals of De Quincey can say, no, we're going to have revival and we're going to stand in the way of every sinner on their way to hell. We're going to change the will from the will of man to the will of God. I'll tell your neighbor, say, if you want on earth what's in heaven, you got to do on earth what's done in heaven. <laughs> Watch this. And the four beasts, each of them had six wings about them. I'm going to break this down for you. These are seraphims. Seraphims have six wings. They have more wings than the angel because they're closer to the throne of God than any other angel. And the closer you get to the throne of God and the presence of God and the things of God, the more balance you got to have in your life. God starts working in your life. It doesn't give you a license to be a weirdo. You got to have balance. So they got six wings to balance them. And they were full of eyes within and they rest not day and night if I had time and I don't I would tell you there's no night in heaven but the Bible said they rest not day and night because he ain't talking about heaven he's trying to get you to understand what's in heaven is trying to impact the earth but watch what they say they cry holy 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 Lord almighty here it is which was everybody say past tense which was these angels in heaven are praising God about what was already done. That's the first level. But then they comma, they go one more step. Watch this. And what is? Everybody say present tense. Are you with me? They just said, we praise you, Lord God Almighty, holy, holy, for, oh, Lord of heaven, which was past tense and is. If you don't have a is praise, your was praise don't matter. Because you're just praising about past stuff. you got to have a now, present time, current, Sunday morning praise that says, God, I don't just used to do that. I still do that. But that's not what I'm preaching. Here's what God sent me to explain to you. They're not just saying we praise you over what was. They also said and is, comma, and watch this, and is to come. 
in heaven, they are not just praising Jesus over what he's done or what he's doing. They are praising him over what he's going to do next. Can I come down there with you? Because I feel like God wants to do something for us today. I feel like God's looking to make some prophetic praisers out of people that realize that at a point you got to lock in and say, God, if you said it, it's as good as done. So I'm going to start praising you over your promises and I'm not going to speak in future tense. I'm going to seek it in past tense. Thank you for what you have already done. Whew. I was preaching in Indiana and, and there was this lady in this man that was sitting kind of in the back, middle back here. And, and so I walked by him and I did something. I, I, I typically don't ever do this, Pastor. I don't. Uh, anything I usually say to anybody, I say it right on the microphone in front of everybody. I, I don't believe in parking lot prophets. <laughs> You know, they want to get you off out here, tell you, well, you know, I got a word for you. You know, pastor ain't doing you right. Hey, if you got such a word from God, get up here and say it in front of everybody. Oh, you be careful of people that's got secret prophecies for you that destroy somebody else and lift you up. Be careful of that kind of mess. But I, and I typically never operate like that. I, I say it right in front of everybody. But for some reason, I stuck my microphone in my pocket. And I walked back where this man and lady was. And, and I said, can I pray for y'all? And, and they were just kind of standing, kind of calm, standing, worshiping was happening. And I said, sir, ma'am, I said, the Lord told me to tell you, you're not going to lose anything. But you're about to be promoted. And, sir, you're about to get the best job that you've ever had. Now, I don't know if y'all feel like I feel in De Quincey, but the God I got is not just concerned about can I make it to heaven. He's concerned about my trip along the way. When I said that, that lady fell back in her chair and this man who was, who was standing kind of reserved, he come out of his seat and he started spinning and he took off and run around that church. He dancing like that. He going crazy. He running around that church. And, and the pastor walked to me and laid his hand on my shoulder. He said, my Lord, what did you say to him? <laughs> I ain't never seen him act like this. He's acting out of character here. He's spinning around like a top. He said, what did you say to him? I said, I just told him the Lord said he's not going to lose anything, but he's about to get the greatest job that he's ever had. When I said that, the pastor started leaping and he took off running and chased the man around the church. He made about two laps and he come back and that pastor grabbed me. He said, you don't understand what God just said. He said, this man lost his job about nine months ago. He said, he's got repossession papers laying all over his table right now. They're about to come get everything that he's got. He said, if anybody needed to hear God say, you're not going to lose anything. He said, it's that man right there. He said, because if anybody needs a job and a promotion, it's that that man right there. When I got up in my hotel today, I felt the Lord tell me to tell you about this because he's about to do something on some job situations in this church. There's people here got jobs that are dead ending. You got jobs that look like they're coming to a close and the Lord sent me to tell you, have not I always taken care of you? I'm not going to demote you. I'm about to promote you. 
me and the pastor went out. That was a Sunday. On Tuesday, pastor took me out on his boat and we're out there talking about revival and his phone rings and he's sitting up there on front of the boat and all of a sudden he gets up and I thought he's fixing to knock us over in that boat. He starts to jump. He's in the back of the boat and he's on the phone and he keeps looking at me. He said, Brother Johnson, you ain't going to believe this. And he, he, he said, Brother Johnson, you're not going to. I said, I'm going to believe it. Tell me because I'm going to believe it. He said, the, 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 the man, the man from Sunday, he, he, he said, I'm telling you, he said, this was him. He said, it was bad. He said, he said, he was making a lot of money, and so he acquired a lot of debt. And he said, he hasn't been able to get a job. Everything's been a dead end. He said, but he went for a job in a few this morning in Indianapolis. He gets there, and he gets to the elevator, and he pushes the elevator, and he waits, and the elevator door wouldn't open. So he walks around, he pushes again, it won't open. He said, he's waiting. He's like, what is, this door won't open. He said, a man came up to him. And the man said, sir, said, can I help you? He said, I'm trying to get on this aggravating elevator, it won't open. He said, well, he said, you're not going to get that elevator to open because he had a thing around his neck with a card. He said, you got to scan one of these cards or that elevator won't even open for you. He said, well, I don't have no card. That man said, I got you. I got a card. He said, that man scanned his card. And he said, he had told him he was here for a job interview. He said, you want to go to the fourth floor? Good look on your job. He said, I get in there, hit fourth floor, elevator door opens. He said, I stepped out. And he said, I was immediately surrounded and almost attacked by a bunch of women. He said, they surrounded me and said, that lady said, can I help you? He said, oh, yeah, I'm here for a job. She said, no, 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 no. said, you're not qualified to be up here. He said, well, what's the problem? She said, she said, you can only, let me see how smart you are in the Quincy. She said, you can only be on this floor if you work here. He said, well, I'm here to put an application. She said, no, 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 no. said, you got to go to the other side of Indianapolis. You don't, you only come over here if you work here. He said, he said, man, I had to leave with my tail between my legs. He said, I get back on the elevator. He said, I'm embarrassed. He said, so I go back and I had to go way across Indianapolis to fill out this application. And he said, I'm aggravated. I'm so mad. I'm filling this out. And these women got on to me. He said, and my phone rings and it's the lady who just kicked me out. And she said, hey, you're so-and-so. Yeah. She said, uh, I need you to come back over here. He said, come back over here. He said, I'm still filling out. The she said, leave that application. Don't worry about it. She said, get out and get back. I'll have somebody meeting you in the lobby. Said He said, so I drive back. He said, I'm fuming mad. He said, I'm driving back fuming mad. He said, I get out. He said, I go up. He said, here, me and this elevator are going to fight again. He said, I walk. He said, there's a lady there. Said she put this thing around his neck. And she, she, she said, she said, we got to stand this got to scan this to get on this elevator he said she, we scanned them get on so when the elevator opened this time same group of ladies said come here we want to talk with you he said okay he said these ladies fixing to beat me up he said here i am fired and i ain't even got hired yet he said he said the, these ladies said, said that main lady told him she said sir i just need to ask you a question she said now 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 when you came earlier how did you Get on that elevator. Said because 
you come up to the fourth floor, who did you ride with? He said, I didn't ride with anybody. She said, well, that's impossible. She said, because you can't get on that elevator if you don't have a card to scan. Said, how did you get? He said, oh, he said, a nice man helped me. She said, a man helped you. She said, what man? He said, well, it was a kind of short, bald-headed man with a suit and tie and kind of a white beard. She said, sir, we don't have no short man, bald-headed, with no suit and tie that works in this building. She said, I've been here. I know who's here and ain't here. And she said, if we did have a man like that, he would know better than scan his card and let you on that elevator because it would show up in our system and we know who to fire. He's like, I don't know. She said, sir, she said, I am telling you. She said, how did you get on this elevator? We need to know because we're going to be asked about this. He said, he said, the long story short, we went back and forth. She said, listen to me. She said, I'm going to get your application. She said, if everything works out, here's all I need to tell you. She said, we want to offer you this job, makes an X amount of money. She said, but we need you to keep your mouth shut. Don't tell anybody that you was up here without being authorized and we're all going be in trouble he said I don't know how in the world I was able to get there they don't know who this man was and the pastor told me said but he got a job on Tuesday I said uh-uh he didn't get a job on Tuesday he got his job Sunday when the Lord said you're gonna get the best job you ever had you'll be promoted and not losing it and he started praising God God sent an angel God said here we are on Sunday I'm gonna going ahead on Tuesday and I got the invisible man who's going to open up the door. Can I tell some of you right now if you would give God praise for what you want him to do. Come on, if you love him, you don't need to be primed to pump. You say, God, I thank you for a job. I, I thank you for a minute. I praise you for what you're going to do. Stay on your feet. Watch this. Just, just throw up there Isaiah 53 and 5. I'm jumping to it. Everybody point to this when they put this up here. Isaiah 53 and 5. Point at it. Now you probably know this scripture. I'm sure you've seen this scripture. But I'm going to show you what you haven't seen. He was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes were healed. Watch this. Isaiah lived 700 years before Jesus was born in Bethlehem. 700 years. But when he got his pen to write this prophecy, the Holy Ghost checked him. And he did not say 700 years before it happened. He didn't say he shall be wounded he shall be bruised. He wrote it in past tense. And he said, but he was, and it ain't even happened yet, wounded for our transgressions. He was, everybody shout was, 
bruised for our iniquities and the chastisement of our peace not shall be it's already upon him and by his stripes you are healed not going to be when you become prophetic you start calling things that be not as though they were and you start saying God it already's happened I thank you because I was healed and ain't nobody laid hands on this is how you get a miracle and you haven't even got the words out of your mouth because you change the environment with prophetic praise I want to take 60 seconds right now I want to take 60 seconds in this room right now with hands lifted because there's a miracle that wants to get broke loose. But it's up to some of you who will open your mouth and begin to give God praise for things that you need Jesus to do. Thank you for saving those kids. Thank you for delivering those children. Thank you, Lord, for working this job thing out. Thank you, God, for promotion. Thank you, God, for a financial miracle. Thank you, God, for what you're doing. For about 30 more seconds, I challenge you to Quincy. Let your voices go up in a prophetic praise. Not a wait till it happens praise, but a praise that says, Lord, I magnify you in advance. I give you praise ahead of it. I'm not going to wait till you do it. I'm going to do it before you do it. I'll dance in advance. I'll praise you purposely ahead for the next 20 seconds. Let your voice come a little bit. Now let's try. Let's try this. Standing about right here a minute ago, I don't, I don't see him. Standing right here just a minute ago, there was a there was a man standing here singing with a burgundy shirt, kind of a tall black guy. I don't know where he went. I hope he's still. Huh? What's his name? Oscar. Huh? Hey, Oscar. Come here, Oscar. Oscar was standing right here, praising God, singing. Y'all got some good singers in here. Good's one thing, anointed is another thing. Come here, Oscar. Come back and come get in your spot right here. Stand right here with you. You're standing about right here. Stand right there, praising God. I'm listening to tell you something, Oscar. If you could see the angelic activity in and around this city because of what's happening in this church. Where are you from, Oscar? Guess what? God, I'm going to tell you three things. God is about to send you a lot of people like Oscar. When you were standing here worshiping, I started seeing like a classroom and like books and stuff, like it, like an educating, like 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 being in an educating, like in college. I started seeing that, and it's like the Lord was showing me He's educating you. 
he's 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 getting you ready for what's about to happen in this church and i want you to i want you no matter what they do i want you to praise god about this because the lord showed me the word multiplication over you and he said what i'm going to do i'm preparing this young man he is going to be a leader when i give this church an african american revival i've already got somebody in place here who's going to be an example Raise up both your hands right here, Oscar. Everything God's brought you to so far, you're smart. You got wisdom. You got a brain. The Lord showed me that. I see books and pens and computers and all that stuff. But the Lord said, it's not going to come from here. What I'm about to do, I'm going to put it in your hands. And I'm going to put it in your heart. And you're going to have a ministry but it's going to help bring your people among this people. And the Lord is going to have a multicultural church in De Quincy. And Oscar the Lord said, there's a blessing on its way to you. It's locked up, but it's on its way to you. Don't worry about anything financially. God said, seek first my kingdom and all these things will be added to you. I'm about to do something on a career. I'm about to do a thing on a job. I'm about to send the elevator to the top. But God said, tell him to praise me, even in a dance right now. And as your praise is, so shall your prosperity be. As your praise is, so shall your prosperity be. There's a man here. This is one, two, three, fourth row. There's a man. You're holding a lady's hand. You just put your hand down. A young guy, tall, black-headed. Raise that hand back up. This your wife. Raise those hands up. Raise those hands up together real high. What I'm saying here today, I've seen a lightning bolt come down on your head. And God said, I'm about to do the same similar thing in your life. There's a thing going to happen about a job for you. There's something about to happen about money and finances for you. And this is what God told me to tell you. If you guys will get out in that aisle right there, step right in that aisle. Don't worry about anybody else. But God said, tell them to praise me and make a fresh dedication to me that they're going to put me first and I will open up every door that needs to be open. I will open up ways. This is how you get it, folks. I wish about 10 of you that need jobs right now would say, hey, if that's what you're going to do, God, I'm going to serve you no matter what. Right over here, right over here. We're going to move the Holy Ghost in a moment. But if you're here and you need God to do something on a job, I don't know what all is. A, I challenge you, get out of your pew right now. Get out of your seat. Get in that aisle. Step in that aisle. Step in that aisle. Step in that aisle. You Come on, mama. Come on, girl. Put your hands up. Raise your hands up. Come, come on, walk down here to me. I'm going to prophesy to you. Why well, I got the chance right here. What's your name? Crystal. Kristen, raise up your high, hands high, Kristen. <laughs> raise that one up too. Everybody put your hand up here towards Kristen. God's doing a work in Kristen's life. 
God is making all things new in Christian's life. The Lord has brought you out of a thing, a horrible pit, and the Lord has been changing you. The Lord has changed your heart, and he's changed your mind. But he told me to tell you something, Christian. He's not finished with you yet. He doesn't want you to feel down on yourself because you're not where you want to be. You're going to be. And I release it for Christian right now. Over the last several months and almost a year, God said, I've helped her change her mind. She don't want to be what she used to be. But tell her I'm transforming her. And there's a place God has. I unlocked the job at the right time in the right place. Christian, I pray over you right now, darling. Everything in here, stretch your hands and pray in the Holy Ghost for just a moment. Something's going to fall on Christian right here. Let it out of your loud right there, Christian. That's the Holy Ghost, girl. Speak it out loud. Now, here's what we're going to do before I turn them loose. If you're in this place right now and you need any kind of a miracle, I'm not going to belabor this because I preach a long time. I'm not going to belabor it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to prophesy much more. But what I am going to say is that there's several people in here, you're having heart palpitations. You're have, you've had heart attacks and you think you're going to have another one. You got tightness in your chest. This is your day. God's going to breathe in your lungs. And he told me he's going to clean out years of what got put in your lungs. He said, I'm going to clean your lungs out. And you will leave here breathing better and feeling better today. The devil don't like it because you're making steps towards God. But the Lord, this sounds generic, but I'm telling you the Holy Ghost, the Lord said he loves you. And he loved you even back here 10 years ago when you was a whole different kind of fella. God said he's tenderized your heart. He's took the hate out of you and began to put love in you. And somebody know him, you can, he can explain this to you. The Lord said, and today he's going to put new lungs in you. I see smoke coming out of your lungs. I see smoke being flushed. Open your mouth, sir, and let the Holy Ghost bless you right now. From the top of your head to the bottom of your feet, in the name of Jesus, I lose you. Speak it loud, brother. Speak it loud. Speak it loud, brother. Speak it loud. Speak it loud, brother. Speak it loud. All the way. Back me up, Oscar. Raise your hands up. Stay with me, Oscar. I move, you move. You want me to? Don't you be racist when God starts giving you this revival. Don't be ugly. Be thankful that God give you a real Pentecostal church where Hispanics, they're on the way. Black people, white people, African-American people, you're going to look and say, my Lord, my, yep, just like the day of Pentecost. Every nation, every tribe, every kindred, every tongue. Uriya 
If you're here today and you need a miracle, you're about to get it. It's going to be very simple. But I'm going to give you guys, stay where you're at. You need the Holy Ghost today. Either A, you've never spoken tongues in your life, but you're ready to speak in tongues today. Easy. Call on Jesus up here and God's going to fill you with the Holy Ghost. B, you've had the Holy Ghost, but you ain't right where you need to be right now. You need a refilling of the Holy Ghost. That's about to happen for you right now. You need a miracle in your life. It's going to come the same way. You're going to give God the same praise. Here's what I'm going to do, and I'm getting off of here. I'm going to count to three. When I say three, if that is you with your hands up, get as close to the front of this church as you can. Come with your hands up. You want the Holy Ghost? You need a miracle in your life. One, two, three. Don't look left. Don't look right. Come a walking right there. Come a walking right there. Come a walking with your hands up right there. Come a walking with your hands up. Hey, I'm going to pray for this lady right here. Come on down here. Come on down here. Come on down here. Come on down here. I'm going to instruct you and I'm going to turn your people loose. Hey, come on. We're waiting on you. That's beautiful. Come on. You need a miracle. Come on. My God, I see miracles. Come on. I see miracles. I see miracles. See miracles. Come on. Come on. This lady, blonde haired lady, just stopped on the front row. Keep walking all the way up here, mama. Right here. I'm seeing you right here. Keep walking all the way around here. Help her come all the way around here. Come on. You need a miracle. Get as close as you can. God's about to do it for you today. And I showed you how to do it. We're going to praise God for it as though it already happened. What's your name, young lady? What's your name, Shelly, we're going to pray for you. God's going to do something beautiful for you today, Shelly. Bunch of old heaviness is going to come out of your mind. Bunch of old darkness is going to come out of your mind. It's going to let you go. You've been tormented. But the torment's going to stop today. If I didn't come here to preach to nobody else, I'm going to preach to you right now. These old thoughts coming in your head, these things like nightmares coming up on you and trying to drive you crazy. I want to tell you, first of all, you're not crazy. You're under an attack. But I'm going to break the power of this spell out of your life. Raise your hands up to the Lord. God's about to pour the Holy Ghost on you, Shelly. Everybody up here at the front of this church, repeat out to me. Say, Lord, forgive me of all my sins. Cover me in the blood of Jesus. And fill me with the Holy Ghost and fire. And I expect to speak in other tongues today with your hands lifted while this praise team goes into action. I'm going to pray for you. Pastor's going to pray for you. But I want you to start praising God right now where you're start worshiping the Lord. And with a voice of triumph.
There's no reason to be hindered today. It's a beautiful spirit of the Lord here. If you're in this place today and you've been in a struggle and a fight about if you should be baptized in the name of Jesus or not, today is your day. There's water right here. And I watched them baptized several last week and nobody come out there and said, man, I wish I wouldn't have done that. Every one of them come out, tears, crying, hands lifted, saying, thank you, God. Feels so clean, so pure, washed in the blood of Jesus. So you hear what I'm telling you right now. I'm going to pray a last prayer and I'm going to give this to pastor. But there's several people here this morning. God wants to baptize you in his name. when they put the blood over the doorpost in Israel the death angel could not get in that house and that was just the blood of a lamb the blood I'm talking about is the blood of Jesus the lamb of God when you're baptized in Jesus name the blood is put over the doorpost of your life and the devil can't have free access to you just anytime he wants. If he comes, he got to check with God because he knows the blood is a marker that says no trespassing. Post it. Keep out. There's a couple of you in here today. I want you to leave here washed. I want you to leave here 
different than the way you walked in. And I'm going to pray this prayer. When I pray this prayer, if this is you, if you've been wrestling about, should I be baptized or not? I want you to walk right up here in the front. You just come stand right up. You just come right over this area over here. Just come right around over here and put your hand up and say, that's me. I want to be baptized in the name of Jesus. And God's going to do a work in your life today. Right, right around in here. Just right here by this thing here. Right in this area. We're just going to rope off this area. You just walk down here and don't make them come by themselves if they're going to come. You just let them walk in here and you walk with them grab them by the hand we, I never leave a service without giving this opportunity but today I know what I feel in my spirit there's somebody here today God's dealing with you so I'm going to wait on God for a minute and I'm going to allow you to have your opportunity to come have your life change and your sins washed away now let's raise our hands up all over this place y'all get ready father in the name of Jesus I thank you for the miracles that have already happened. I thank you for everything you've already done. But now I pray there be a great liberty that come in the spirit right now. For whoever it is here that's in a struggle about should I do this or not, let them have liberty right now to walk down here and say, okay, today I want it, Jesus. I'm going public. I want the blood. I want the water. I want the name. I want the Holy Ghost. I want everything you got for me. They're going to sing and we're going to worship. If that's you, you got somebody who wants to be baptized, bring them down here right now. We're going to give God one more prophetic praise. Come on, there's miracles. I done heard about it. There are things happening right now. You'll testify about it next week. One last time, let's give God high praise. Y'all go ahead.
Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Before we baptize Bella, before we baptize her, I just, I feel, I feel very strongly that we need to agree that the Lord is going to open up the right job situation for some people in this house. Okay. It is very important to me as your pastor that we have a mighty move of the Spirit among us. But when you walk out of this house, it's also very important that you can meet your needs for your family and provide well for your family. Because a woman is very in tune with relationships and you know, the house and security, and that's a part of her very DNA. But a part of a man's DNA is to be able to provide for his family. And I just want to tag in with what Brother Johnson felt. God wants to open up the right door. And He wants to do it in the next 30 days. Because He wants to show you that He is God. Amen? I had a lady tell me today, she said, Pastor, you prayed uh, the other night for the next 30 days for something to happen on someone's job. She said, I got promoted. She said, it happened. I've been promoted, getting some increase. She said, some other things are happening on my job. Job is shifting. Some, God is si shifting some things. And she said, it's going to be for my good. So just, I want you to know that God is for you. God is for you. I've been, I was reading this morning and reading again how that God wanted to bless Israel so much that the rest of the world would look to Israel and know that their God was a God that lived among them and that blessed them. And that's what God wants to do for this people. And He wanted to bless them so much, not so they could have 1,400 pairs of shoes. He wanted to bless them so that they could be a blessing to their known world. So Father, I agree with Brother Johnson and I agree with this assembly that on the authority of the name of Jesus, Lord, just as you put an angel there and let that man get to that fourth floor, put an angel, Father, before your people hallelujah and open up a door for them that no man can open and that no man can shut father in the next 30 days you know the men and the women lord who need that door to open and we're just claiming it we're claiming it and we're thanking you for it in jesus mighty name can you say amen now would you reach up to heaven and just receive it? Say, Lord, we receive it by faith. 
We claim it by faith and we receive it right now by faith. In the next 30 days, Lord, a door is going to open for your people and they're going to know that it was you and not the work of man. And we thank you for it. Hallelujah. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Well, we claim that. We claim that. Brother Carlton, would you help me? We're gonna, we're gonna baptize Bella. And her family is here. They're here to witness this. Bella, come on, baby. Bella, how old are you, baby? You're six. You know what? Well, that's a big step. Let's lift her up. There you go. Bella. Hey, look at me, baby. I knew your papa. Me and your papa were buddies. You had an incredible papa. You got a great mama and a great daddy and a great brother and a great mama and a great family that are very proud of you. And when I was, I was about six, seven years of age when I got baptized. And believe it or not, I can still remember. Because that's just not a day you ever forget. Because it's more than just getting in some water. It's God doing a work in your heart. And you will be covered in the precious name of Jesus. Bella, we love you, baby. And God's hand is upon your life. And there's been many, many prayers prayed over you. And we believe that the Lord tarries. He's got a great work and great purpose for you in the earth. So what I want you to do now, sweetheart, is take this hand and hold your nose. Take this hand and hold your wrist. Father, you said in your word to suffer the little children and forbid them not to come to you. For such is the kingdom of God. Lord, help us all to have the trust and the faith of a little child. And God, we thank you that we commit Bella to you. And Lord, she is already at the age of six making a public confession of her faith. And Lord, our prayer is, is that all the prayers that Papa and Mama and Mama and Daddy and family have prayed over her in time all of the good seeds will bear good fruit Bella on the confession of your faith baby and the obedience to God's command we now baptize you in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for the remission of all your sins there you go baby just stand up and give him praise, Bella.
Bella, you're a sweetheart. Now look here. I want you to raise up your hands. Raise them both and say, Jesus, I commit my heart, my soul, and my mind to you. You thought I was worth saving. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Come on, y'all. Give Bella a big hand right here. Come on. <laughs> Come on, give Bella a big hand. Come on, baby. You sacrifice your life so I can be free, so I can be